Okay, fuck my life because I recorded this podcast up three times. Three fucking times I recorded this. And um, it's just, it just keeps, guys, it just keeps, it just keeps like deleting itself. But it's okay. It's okay because you know what? That was probably a sign from the universe that I just needed to re-record this. So what's up, guys? Welcome to Shawarma's Formula. Um, this is where I talk about anything and everything. Philosophy, my boy drama, my mental illness, the books that I really like to read. Um, you know, all of that. So I hope that you guys are going to have fun with me because I'm having a lot of fun. You know, I just love to yap. I love to talk. I'm a chatty, chatty Kathy. Um, I'm a chatter, I'm a blabber, and I just want to talk to people. I talked to Walls when I was three years old, and I still do. That wasn't a psychosis joke. Maybe it was. Who knows? But, um, I talked to Walls, and I talked to my family almost too much, and I sort of burned their ears off. I can literally see the fume coming out of their ears when I talk to them because I just cannot stop. I do not have a mute button. Um, and... And yeah, I just want to share, share that yapping with you guys. So I want to first preface that there is a point to this episode. There is a point to this episode. Um, and it's about kindness. It's about kindness and using it as a political tool. And, um, this this episode, while it is about kindness and using it as a political tool, is also about a lot of other things, about the funny stuff that I put in my notes app, um, and why I actually have the opinions that I do, because I've been through a lot in my 20 years of living, almost too much, and um, I've learned a lot from those 20 years, and so I want to share that with you guys. So I want to first pull up a poem that I wrote after going to jail three times, um, and what I learned from that, and it was kind of broken up, basically what the process was, is I was, like, in the jail cell, and while I was in the jail cell, and my pink, it was actually kind of cute, it was, like, pink, um, prison uniform, even though I wasn't in prison, but it was, like, like, a little, like, a little jail fit, and it was pink, and it made me feel like Barbie, you know, um, and if you've seen the Barbie movie, um, but please don't tell me, because I want to see it, and I haven't gone to see it yet, because I was, um, not locked up, but in the mental ward when it came out, so, um, I'm really jealous, and I want to find tickets, and hopefully they're not sold out, but anyways, um, I wanted to read to you guys a little something, um, and this is going to sort of throw down the red carpet for the idea that I brought forth to you guys in the beginning of this episode, which is kindness as a political tool. Um, and so let me jump in. This is inviting depression as a teacher, what we can learn from our own self-destruction. Alrighty. Allowing darkness to envelop you can direct you to what it is that makes you happy above all else. If you are in jail and it is there where you feel a sudden intensity to write, then you are, in the depths of your despair, above all else, a writer. Let me not project onto you, reader, 
I am truly talking about myself. I used my fingers to collect dust onto the bench in my jail cell, writing philosophical sentences adorned in existential dread and my own suffering. I remembered stories my mother told me when I was younger about Nawal el-Sadawi, how she wrote her best-selling novel on sheets of toilet paper while being imprisoned. I giggled in that cell, fantasizing about one day writing my own best-selling book. I could only write minimal sentences on that disgusting pubic hair-ridden jail bench, but I wrote. I wrote. I wrote the second time I got locked up and the third. I learned, the first time I went to jail, that I truly didn't care what people thought about me. Shame was never a driving factor in my decision-making, so I wondered if I could embarrass myself enough to provoke change. Change did not ensue. I went to jail two more times. Disappointment from other people didn't provoke change. Neither did their concern. No matter how worried or intensely sad, they were over me. Was I sad? Yes, I was very sad. Was I in control? I certainly believed I was, and in many ways, I was right. But this despair I was feeling was not the sadness you might imagine. I was sad because I reminded myself exactly how much people will ignore someone who is struggling for their own self-interest. Most people, in all honesty, were not concerned about me. They were not worried. Many friends relished desperately in what seemed to be the grave I dug for myself. I realized that their jealousy was not innocent. Despite my initial beliefs, it was malicious. And what had my inner self become? It possessed the attributes of the malicious people around me. I became my own enemy, destroying myself with no resolve because I desperately yearned for the positive attention that I would never get. God, this is really depressing. But there is a message there for you. Um, and let me think of how to sort of explain this to you. I think when I say using kindness as a political tool, I don't mean that we should restrict kindness. I don't mean that we should only ration it out to some people and other people don't deserve it because that is a very very first of all capitalistic way of viewing kindness and it is a way that I don't agree with at all as a leftist um and so I don't mean it in that way when I say using kindness as a political tool I want to first I want to first explain to you what I mean by kindness when I say kindness, I don't mean niceties. I don't mean things that appear to be kind, but are actually not. Like telling someone they look good when you know their shirt is inside out and there's a stain on the left part of their, you know, of their shirt. Um, I don't mean um, encouraging someone or saying telling someone that they're doing well when you know they're not doing well in something just because you want to make them feel good in the moment when instead your constructive criticism could help them way more. I don't mean those things. And that's what I mean when using it as a political tool. That's the first step is sort of assessing where is this kindness coming from? Is it coming from a place of making this person's life better? Or is it coming from a place of appeasement, of appeasing their feelings and soothing mine by making myself feel comfortable in the moment when instead I could be challenging my comfort by providing a kinder solution? I, when I say kindness, I mean thus far people are concerned why certain things don't work how come when i tell my friend that she needs to break up with her boyfriend which is the kind response if he's being abusive blah 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 why is she not listening to me is my kindness not enough for her why is it that when i compliment women and i try to make them feel good they 
just reject my compliment um, and don't pay it, no mind. No mind. Don't pay it, no mind. I feel like that definitely was not grammatically correct, but whatever. And here's why. Think of kindness like money. And think of money in this way. When you print more money, then the value of money goes down. So the prices go up. Um, when you are kind to someone that has received a bunch of compliments before and you tell them the same compliment, then that particular compliment isn't really going to elicit some sort of, um, you know, brilliant response that you're hoping for. It's not really going to do that thing. When you see a beautiful woman and you want to make her feel truly beautiful, it is not in your best interest to be like, you are beautiful and that's it. You know, maybe she doesn't get told that she's beautiful enough, so maybe that will be kind. But if you really want to make her day, then what you ought to do is tell her something like this. Provide a... Tell her something like, you are so beautiful, you look like you could be on a painting in the Louvre. That's a very... (laughs) That's a lot in a compliment. Um, But I'm a person who compliments people in this way, and I feel like you can't really go wrong by complimenting people in this way. Um, what does that do? That does a couple of things that addresses what you recognize in her. So that's the kind part. It addresses something positive and it forces her to confront it. And then it makes her feel good because it's a unique quality that she possesses that you just told her about. Maybe no one has told her that she looks like she could be a painting in the Louvre. Like maybe no one's told her that thing before. So when you tell her something like that, it really makes her day and she's kind of taken aback like oh thank you thank you I've never been told that before so when I say pardon when I say we ought to use kindness as a political tool I mean that I mean finding something in another person that is uniquely beautiful that you can just Force them, like, look at this. Hold a mirror to their face and be like, look at you, you beautiful specimen. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I love you so much or I adore you so much. Um, I feel like nowadays people in the age of the internet are overwhelmed with information and they're seeing a lot. They're seeing a lot of, you're so pretty, you're so cute, I love you. I mean, I love you. Like, you can't even say I love you anymore without it holding the same weight. Before, you could say I love you and it would be powerful, impactful. But now everyone says I love you. Everyone says I love you. Even people that hate you say I love you to your face. And what do they say behind your I'm just kidding. But um, let me not be messy. Let me not be messy because that's gotten me in trouble before. But um, yeah, like everyone says I love you. So it's not, so it's not cute. It's not cute to say that anymore. Um, But telling someone, I love you so much because, I mean, you are the first thing that I think about in the morning. You are the last thing I think about before I go to sleep. You light up every room that you come in. You are, you make me so intensely happy. Like, things like that. You know, you're better off saying that I love you. And that's what I mean by using kindness as a political tool is because kindness can actually bring the world together and make it a better place. Um, Systems don't want you to be kind. They want you to compete. You know, capitalism wants you to compete. Capitalism does not want you to see your neighbor as your neighbor. 
you know? Um, but once you see, once you start seeing everyone as your neighbor, once you start seeing everyone as worthy of love, then you are in a great place, my friend. Like you, you know that your words hold weight and you're willing to make them hold weight. Now, let me backtrack because I know that there are a couple of people pleasers that love to use kindness to their benefit. But when you're being kind to someone because you want a certain response from them, then you're not being kind. You're seeking validation. There are two, it's very different. It's very different. When you're, when you're being kind to someone, they can feel it. They can feel it and they know. Even if you're being kind to someone who like bullies you, let's say, and they are still going to bully you after you're being kind to them, like they'll recognize that you're being kind to them. They might think to themselves, oh my God, like why are you being so nice to me when I'm being so mean to you? And that's their own trauma response because they have not confronted themselves with why they feel like the need to be so mean to people. Um, And it's probably like, stems from lack of attention that they got in their formative years. Um, but that's not your problem. I mean, I mean this, I mean, if you're seeking validation by telling everyone you look so cute or I love your outfit and blah, blah, blah. And you really don't love their outfit or you really are just saying that because you want them to like you, then people feel that. And that's why like, that's why like, you know, when we talk about when, when incels talk about like nice guys always finish last, it's because People know that you're being nice so that you can get some pussy. Like, let's be straight up. And no one's going to fuck with that. But if you're being nice to a woman and if you're genuinely giving a woman compliment, which, newsflash, guys, you can give compliments to women these days. It's not like they don't like compliments from men. If it's a genuine compliment, they'll receive it. And sometimes, and honestly, the men, let me, oh my god, I'm so passionate about this. Let me just say this. The men that will make that argument and say, oh my God, like you can't compliment a woman these days. Like they're all up their own ass. They are never the men that give genuine compliments to women because the men that give genuine compliments to women, they don't care if their compliment is rejected. They don't care. They're like, okay, well, I just wanted to call you pretty. And like, that's fine. You don't fuck with that. They recognize that, I mean, the mature men, which I'm sorry, we are lacking in that department, but they recognize that that's her own problem. She has issues with her own beauty that she can't address. And she, maybe she has issues with men. Maybe she's been hurt by men before who compliment her and then try to use those, you know, try to love bomb her to like, um, manipulate her later. They recognize the nuances of the interaction that they had. But the fuck around bullshit, dusty, musty men, they're never the ones. They're never the ones. They, they're, always, they're always the nice guys and they're fucking annoying. But anyways. um, Yeah, God, I'm out of breath. That was a lot. You guys, you guys aren't seeing me right now, but basically what's happening is I'm moving around a lot And I think it's just me. Like, I think I'm just moving around just because I'm, like, very hyper and, like, I have ADHD. But my parents think it's because of this shot that I'm getting for my bipolar because it, like, causes this sort of response. But I feel like they're just attributing everything to my mental illness when really I'm my own person aside from that. And I don't want to make, I don't want to get too deep, but I, I hate, I hate when that happens. So, um, anyways... Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, 
let me tell you this. Um, let me like stray away from the kindness thing. I feel like I wrapped that up. I feel like I finished what I needed to say about that. I posted on my Instagram.com that I wanted to make a podcast about gender and how capitalism has conformed, has corrupted gender nonconformity. And I said, swipe up if you want to be on the pod. And who swiped up? Well, a couple of people swiped up saying they're excited to listen, but no one, no one told me that they wanted to be on the pod with me. And I'm just going to say that it's probably because they don't know what I'm really talking about. So maybe they just need to hear the first podcast to know like what the vibe is. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep it at that because the real answer is going to hurt my feelings. But, um, but yeah, please, please come on the pod, come on the pod, come on the pod, come on the pod, come on the pod. Um, and talk to me about gender because I have a lot a lot of things that I want to talk about. And if you're a turf, actually, come on. Because I will challenge your beliefs. And, oh, God, this girl tried to set me up by um, trying to get me to agree with her turf opinions. Well, these two, these two girls did. And that really scared me. That really scared me. Do you guys forget that people have people say things about you that you like that reputations are real I forget about that um and so I'm so used in my first year of college I thought everyone hated me and I told my proctor who like later told my RA that like I had this issue or like maybe she didn't I don't know but but I did tell her that and I was like I just feel like everyone hates me and she like told me this bullshit she was like everyone like everyone (laughs) and it's not bullshit she was actually being kind and like it's just my own issues with my self-image but she was like oh like everyone loves you and blah 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 but what does that mean like what does it mean when you say everyone loves you like that doesn't really mean shit because if that was true then everyone would have said something when I was literally off a bender um and losing my mind no one said shit so where's that love where is that love? Which brings me to my song recommendation of today, uh, which is Fair Trade. Um, I'm just bitter. <laughs> like, I'm just bitter, y'all. Like, I am just going through a lot. Do you guys know what it is, what it's like to start from ground zero in your fucking life? Like, I have to start everything over. Like, I have to, like, get my, like, new license. I have to, um do all this court shit I have to get my money up I have to cut off all my friends and then find some new ones I mean I did already cut off a lot of friends but like gotta find some new ones now and then I have to assess if the ones that I have are even fitting my standards sorry guys that was my baba that was my baba but uh, I got really scared because the last time I paused a voice recording and then resumed it it completely it completely ruined everything. It ruined everything and it deleted it. But anyways, and they like my parents deleted a lot of my stuff because like I had like apps that were getting money from my account and they didn't know which ones I was using or whatever. They didn't even think to tell me that they deleted my Spotify account. They deleted my Spotify account that I have had for years. For years. Do you know I've had thousands of music like thousands of songs just gone 
gone from the face of the earth. And obviously I can listen to that music again. I need to stop being a Gen Z fucking bitch baby. But, um, oh my God. Oh my God. Now I have to, like, now I have this new account. And I can't even do my student, like, my student, um, my student thing. The student Spotify. Because they said that I used it too much. I feel like they're just trying to get my money, y'all. What do y'all think? I feel like it's not that deep, but I feel like... Anyways. Um. That's it. That's actually... Let me let me give you guys some more. Emergency Intercom. You guys should listen to them, by the way. But Emergency Intercom does, like, Media of the Week. Um. And... I'm gonna do something like that. Okay, let me give you guys three songs. Okay, I'm gonna give you... I'm gonna give you... Let's see, what have I been listening to recently? Okay. 15th and the 1st with Gucci Mane and Waka Flocka Flame. Um... Private Landing by Don Tolliver, Justin Bieber, and Future. And let me give you guys, like, a different. Different, 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 different. Oh, and, um. Twenty nineteen, one thousand nine. I Like Her by Mac DeMarco. I don't even know if that's how you fucking say it. But, um, that song is bye. Um, anyways, thank you guys for embarking with me on this journey, this wackadoodle journey. And hopefully, I mean, the podcast in the future, like, will have more structure. Um, but this is just the first one, and I'm trying not to be hard on myself about it. But yeah, thanks for listening, and I'll catch y'all on the next one.